Welcome to Kingdom Real. And tonight I have my uh, good friend Stan Johnson, Pastor Stan Johnson. And he's our guest. And I have a chance to ask him some questions to learn about his story and how he got into prophecy. So, Stan, welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So I thought it'd be fun if we started about, um, tell us a little bit about your family of origin, what it was like growing up, and what family was like for you. Whoa, okay. Well, uh, I grew up in Odessa, Texas. My dad was a machinist, and I was just a nothing. <laughs> just <laughs> a an average, just Joe, just nothing. And uh, didn't expect anything particular to come of my life. Uh, didn't do well in school, failed the fourth grade, had to go back through it again, but that opened my eyes. Then I realized, okay, we actually have to try. So, so from <laughs> then on, I said, okay, I'm going to try to learn instead of just always wanting to play. So that was a rude awakening and, um, got out of high school, grocery sacker, just nothing special. Um, Got into direct sales where I sold these heat and smoke detectors door to door. And that was the first thing in my life that showed me that I had anything above just a nothing life. And I did not understand at the time that God was preparing me for what I do today. He was teaching me a word that is seldom used. It's called stickability. He was mm. teaching me not to quit because Years down the road, he was going to use me to try to warn a sleeping nation that is going to reject it, going to reject me, mm -hmm. and not to quit. So he got me in this knocking doors. So, I mean, literally, from 8 in the morning till 5 in the evening, that's what I did. Is just went out to residential doors and knocked doors. Got doors slammed in place, learned to take rejection, learned to keep going. But in that, I saw God's blessing. Now, I thought I was just doing pretty good. I thought, maybe, well, maybe I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, I'd like to stay, say that I stayed humble, but I didn't. It went to my head. And I mean, after three weeks in the business, I was number one in the nation. And at the end of the year, I wound up number two in the nation. Now, I'm only working like nine or 10 months out of 12 months. And I discovered, I thought, that I had a talent, but mm. somebody should have walked up to me and slapped me real hard, kind of like Will Smith just did a fist walk, <laughs> slapped me real hard and said, boy, that's the hand of God. You keep yourself humble. Mm. Uh, but I didn't have that correction. So I got to thinking, well, I'm just pretty good. And that has been one of the things that I constantly struggle with for the rest of my life. But so I did real good in door-to-door -door sales, did six years, five-time national sales champion, but I didn't see that God had hand on me. Mm -hmm. So then I went into selling self-improvement courses, public speaking course. Um, how do I say this without saying what it was? A human relations course, sales course, management course, did that 13 mm -hmm. years and likewise, lots of rewards, lots of trips and, you know, mm -hmm. on, on all kinds of things. And again, I was thinking, ha, oh, I'm just pretty good. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I didn't understand. I didn't understand that God was teaching me how to speak before a group of people. He was teaching me how to run a meeting, how to organize things, because he had plans for me to run a lot of meetings into the future. So then one day, I was out making calls, 
and I knocked on a door and the guy said, okay, what I was doing, this is when I was selling heat and smoke detectors. So I knocked on the door and I, and I asked him if he'd watch my little 20 minute film at home fire safety. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. I'll watch your little film at home fire safety. If at the end you'll listen to me and I thought, fine with me bub you're sold you don't even know it <laughs> so so i got it well he didn't buy but at the end of it he tried to lead me to the lord but i was raised in a church and so you know i already had jesus in my heart and but he handed me a tape and it was called the buzzards are coming by pastor jack hiles then was one of the largest baptist church in north america and it was talking about how Ezekiel 38 and 39 says that there's a coming a time when all the world goes down to attack Israel and that it's going to take seven months for the birds to eat the people killed in that one battle. And they are now not laying one egg, but they're laying four eggs. And so the battle of Armageddon is just about here. I thought, oh, you mean the Bible foretells the future? Now, I was raised in church, but see, like most churches, that church, we didn't have nothing to do with Bible prophecy, you see. So I got me a King James Bible, and I started devouring it. I, I got a Bible on a computer. I started doing my own searching. And I wanted to know everything the Bible knew about the future. Now, once again, Stanley the Stupid is still thinking, oh, this is just me. I didn't see God's hand, not yet. But I didn't understand that he was actually teaching me, getting me to learn. Matter of fact, there was about hmm, six years of my life where every night about four o'clock in the morning, I would wake up and I could not go back to sleep. I would have to get up, go into my computer and I would study. As a matter of fact, I just ran across the book. I actually wrote a book called The Time of the End. Well, it was never to be published. It was just my own studies of Bible prophecy. Again, Stanley Stupid didn't understand that God had a hand in that either because I was just a nothing and nobody. And so... I couldn't imagine that the God of the universe would use me to do anything. So I kept studying Bible prophecy. I wrote a letter off to a guy. I picked up a book on Bible prophecy. Of course, then you go to the bookstores. The only book you can buy is one that says pre-trib. And so I bought a book, started reading, wrote a letter off to the guy. And long story short, his book taught me a lot about Bible prophecy, how many connect some things together that never seen before. And this was like, hmm, oh, my, 1982, okay? Long mm. time ago. Long time ago. So I kept studying, reading, listening to radio programs. I was just anything to do with Bible prophecy. I was devouring it. It was like, <clears throat> okay, I, I got to make a living, so I got to do the job. But that's not where my heart is. My heart is in Bible prophecy. Mm. Then one day, here's how I got into Bible prophecy. I was, got involved in a church. Uh, we'll skip all of that. And uh, got made friends with a pastor and uh, talked him into letting me teach a class on Bible prophecy at the church. Not that I knew, but I'd heard someplace, if you really want to know something, teach it. So <laughs> I really want to know Bible prophecy, so I'm going to teach it. Not that I knew it, but I just... I wanted to know. So yeah. I thought, well, that's the way to learn is to teach it. So mm -hmm. I started teaching Bible prophecy. Uh, again, stupid Stan didn't understand it was the hand of God either. I, mm -hmm. I kept blind me. So I started teaching this class in Bible prophecy, and it grew from two or three. Before long, it was 20 or 30. And people were absolutely loving it. As a matter of fact, it was like 
bringing people to the church. It was really, really good. But one day, red-headed lady walked up and handed me a tape. She said, I think you'll be interested in this. And it was a tape of Dimitri Dudeman giving his testimony. Oh. So I'm listening to it driving home. And before I even got to the end about America, I already knew this guy was hearing from God. But he mm -hmm. sat on the lecture chair twice, have angels come to him, talk to him this often. Uh, this, I, I got to hear this. Then he got to the end and he said, America is the mystery of Babylon, Revelation 18, which I had just been teaching in my prophecy class. So wow. I was amazed. I thought, yes, <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Well, actually, <laughs> here's a confirmation to me. Right. Stupid stand, you know, can't ever learn anything. So I, I was at the time working with full gospel businessmen in Lawrence, Kansas. They were trying to bring me up to be a chapter president, whatever they call them now. This was, you know, 1980, probably 82. Well, no, I met Dimitri. That would have been 87. Okay. Sure. Long time ago. Sure. And so uh, I said, man, we need to invite this guy to be, to speak in full gospel. But, well, we're training you to do it. You invite him. All right. So fine. So I wrote him off a letter. Sure enough, he answered. He said, I'll come for two weeks. Two weeks. What am I going to do with this guy for two weeks? <laughs> I just want him to come for a one-hour talk. Right. <laughs> so he, he says, all right, fine, I'll come for two weeks. I thought, okay, what are we going to do? Stare at the wall? <laughs> well, would you believe by the time he got here, he, he said it was the busiest two weeks of his life. Wow. God had booked him in like six different radio stations, seven different churches, and a, a television program. And while he was there, I got to meet again, stupid stand, still not seeing, it's the hand of God. I just thought, hey, this is really cool. I'm getting to meet somebody, you know, who's really close to God. Yeah. But as he would ride around, he would tell me stories hmm. about how the angels would come to him, tell me stories that he didn't have talked, uh, time to talk about from behind the microphone. And I got to meet a real prophet. I got to know what it's like to be around a real prophet. I mean, as in an Old Testament prophet. Sure. And as a result of that, I'm able to discern when this is God, when this is not. Yes, I'd like to be able to tell you 100%, but I miss too. But pretty much I can tell when it's really God because I know that spirit. I know the way God talks. And so there's many times somebody sends me this, oh, hey, this, this is God. No, it's not. This has got to be God. No, it's not. Oh, this one's really God. No, it's not. Because it doesn't sound like that that voice, that spirit that I, I felt in here being around Dimitri. Mm -hmm. Shortly after that, I met Ron White and also Henry Groover. And then how he come to Prophecy Club. So <clears throat> it was June of 1993. I was heading into my office, looking out a uh, beautiful window at the beautiful Kansas landscape. A phone call came in. The guy says, well, I'm with a local radio station here in Topeka, Kansas. And it's been off the air for two years. We're trying to bring it back on the air. I'm trying to get this guy to come on at Christian Station. I'm trying to get him to bring his 15-minute program of Bible prophecy onto it. And I want to know if you'd be willing to support him. What does it cost? Well, his 15-minute program costs about $320 a month. No. No. Correction. $240 a month. $240 a month. I said, okay, well, uh, just I, tell him I'll support him with $200 worth. So he called me back 20 minutes later, and he said, I'm going to believe this. He said, but he still didn't want to be a part of it. He said, I should invite you to speak. <laughs> said, me, me do a program? I said, and, and, but it's like it was in, in my heart to say, 
yes, that I, I should mm. probably do that. I said, all right, all right, if I pay $200 to support another guy, maybe I should just do the whole 240 and do a program myself. I, said, mm -hmm. well, I don't know what I'd say, but I yeah, put on Dimitri Dudeman and Henry Groover and Ron White. But then I just, so Prophecy Club started. And it struggled for a long time because, uh, first of all, nobody's listened to that station. Mm -hmm. The last thing they wanted to hear is about the end of the world. They wanted to hear something encouraging, positive mm -hmm. encouraging. And so I kept putting this out. Finally, we did a program. Uh, a meeting in, in Topeka, Kansas. It was in August of 1993. Let me get this right. Yeah. And uh, we had like 125 people. We showed up the library. Long story short, then we decided, okay, we got to do this all the time. So we started another one, January 1994. Henry Groover was the speaker. We had 125 people in Topeka, Kansas. I was amazed. I thought, I didn't know there's 125 prophecy students in the world, much less 125 <laughs> people who show up at a meeting in Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. I remember I had to get something from my car. I ran across the parking lot to my car that night, and I looked up into the sky, and I said, God, this is what I want to do for a living. Mm. Well, he heard that prayer. Yeah. And uh, nine months later, August 10th, of 2000 over 1994 i'd resigned my full-time income of 13 years mm. to the prophecy club and god financed the whole thing well now let me talk about prophecy club so uh, you know we would invite speakers in and I, matter of fact for the first years eight years in prophecy prophecy club i never said my name because it was not about me it was about the guest so i told the guest don't say my name uh i never said my name on the air for the first eight years, it went pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you ever start telling me who you are? We'll see if your name's John Smith, you can get away with it. So, <laughs> I know you have people say, yeah, now what's your real name? Yeah. I say, now you met a real John Smith. So, <laughs> so we started having meetings, started having guest speakers. And it grew from city to city to city to city. It finally grew up where we're in 40 different meetings a month, 40 different cities. We had various people in the cities running them. It uh, graduated where we were up to about $600,000 a month in deposits, uh, about $300,000 a month in radio and TV time. Didn't know it at the time, but we were in the number two prophecy ministry in America, second oh. only to Jack Van Impey at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, we were larger than Sid Roth. Sid Roth was just getting started in those days, and Prophecy Club was roaring. And uh, <clears throat> But it all came crumbling down when Y2K didn't happen. Mm. Then all of a sudden, it was a big attack of the devil, and I could talk a while about that, but I'll skip it. Essentially, when Y2K didn't happen, everybody just threw all of the prophecies away. Well, we're in here, no, no, none about that uh. end of the world stuff no more, because that's not coming. So they threw away all the prophecy ministries, and Prophecy Club was one of the few that was able to survive. Okay. We were, again, $300,000 a month. I remember it was March 20th. I had to cancel from 80 radio stations down to 20 stations. It put us $400,000 in debt. It took me two years to pay off to all the radio stations, <clears throat> and I had a grudge in my heart. I got offended at the body of Christ that walked away from this ministry trying to warn them. Oh, well. It took me several years to get over that, but I'm fine with it now. I understand. Anyway, 
So we have been basically living on fumes for about 20 years until the last few years. And part of what killed it was Y2K. Part of it was also a little thing called Walkman and the iPod, because then people began to turn away from Christian radio sure. and TV mm -hmm. and just started listening to their own. We don't have to listen to any commercials. And here I was, it kept going down, 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 because all of the radio and TV stations, the mm -hmm. Christians networks were losing listeners. And but the problem is the bills were still the same level. And so our response went down, down, down and number of stations. We went down, down. down. But then the wonderful thing happened in, in 2017. We got on YouTube, this little thing I didn't know anything about. Yeah. But turned out to be a real blessing because now we're reaching probably more people through YouTube and it don't cost a dime. <laughs> it's it really Go good. <laughs> now. Where are we now? Um, somewhere between ten to 40,000 people listen to every one of our broadcasts. We're on not just YouTube, but many platforms, mm -hmm. including an app, Prophecy Club app, that people listen to us. That's what I use. Yeah, okay, there you go. And I started on YouTube, and then I went to the app. So. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, but um, we... With all of the things happening right now, especially I would say when the V came along, I'm not saying the word, mm -hmm. and then the anti-V came along, and then all of the shutdowns, all of the people start saying, wait a minute, is this the end times? No, no, this is not the end times. Well, maybe it is the end times. Well, if it is the end times, I better be start finding out about it. So mm -hmm. that started pointing a light or shining a light on our ministry. And then the uh, along came the, the Coverstone dreams. That right. put a little bit more light on us. And then, like the last, I'd say the last two years in general, but for sure the last 18 months, it's like there's been an explosion of dreams and visions and audible voices. Like I've never seen, you know, I've been mm -hmm. doing this 28 years. I remember the days before Y2K, we thought, oh, man, New World Order is about to start. I mean, tribulation is about to start. And, but in terms of what God was saying to his prophets, flatline. Mm. Not, God was not saying anything about Y2K. But right now, there's an explosion of information. It's like boom, 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 every place. People, some lady says, you know, I, I do a, a cooking show, but, but God spoke to me. He gave me this dream. And I don't know if it's God or not. <clears throat> she puts it out. I see it. <laughs> that's God. Mm -hmm. uh, here, another lady, she just prays for people. She just That's all she does. She prays for people. And she says, I had this dream. God, but yet the dreams are the same thing. They're saying the same things. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things we talk about is suitcase nukes. Well, we had Stanislav Lunev back in November 1998 highest-ranking Russian military officer ever to defect from Russia. We had him in to make a DVD called Russian Defector Warns America, which, by the way, you can watch instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. And he said he was part of a team that actually helped find places to hide these one kiloton or suitcase nuke bombs that were, quote, lost in Russia back in the 1980s. Well, you know, that, that was very interesting at the time. But since then, we've now had the count is up to 15. 
15, oh. one of them is a credible source, but the other ones are dreams or visions or angel visits where people have confirmed there is somewhere between 35. Matter of fact, the number we, we get is 35 suitcase nukes secreted all over America. Wow. That's one. And then also right now, we're, the, the big thing is the dollar. <laughs> the dollar is about to die. And we don't have, I need to count them up, but I think we have 12 different dreams or visions from people all saying the same thing. It says the dollar is about to die. It's about to lose 30 percent. Matter of fact, in tomorrow's program, I'm going to be talking about <laughs> two different news sources, credible news sources that mm -hmm. say they expect the dollar to lose 30 percent. They all say it will happen as in immediately, as in almost overnight. It's not a gradual fall. It's right. almost like, boom, it's just all of a sudden it's worthless. Mm -hmm. Worthless, blowing in the wind, worthless as leaves, one person saw. Yeah. So all of a sudden we're getting all of this information. Well, why? Because obviously, like Michael Baldea said, the closer you get to the fulfillment of something is mm -hmm. the more that God begins to speak about it. The more warnings are coming forth. And I need to talk about that. <clears throat> when a person gets a dream or a vision and they're not a prophet, most of those are warnings. They're a call to pray. They're saying this is coming if, and that is, that if is if you don't pray. That's kind of like saying, you know, that um, that gas station down on the corner down there, that guy got mad and he sprinkled uh, nails all up and down that highway. So when you drive through, you better drive real slow or you will get a flat. Now, is that guaranteeing you're going to get a flat? No. But it's guaranteeing that if you don't do, if you don't, in this case, if you don't pray, you're going to get a flat. If you If you don't slow down through there, you'll get a flat. Well, that's what the prophecies are. Most of the most of them are warnings. Now, the ones given through Demetri Dudeman and Henry Groover, I'll say those are not pro those are not warnings. Okay. Those are prophecies. Yes, on one occasion, on the suitcase nukes, he did say, "If my people will pray once again, I will delay the season of sorrow that is yet to mm -hmm. come." So, in a nutshell, prophecy club's call is to try to tell people. That yes, America is in the Bible. It is found in Revelation 18, Jeremiah 50, 51, Isaiah 13, 21, and 47. Six chapters in the Bible. America is the mystery of Babylon. And I saw another angel come down from heaven. And that's another thing back in 2017. I mean, rise the book of Revelation. <clears throat> Revelation 18, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. Now listen here, and has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Skip on down, it says, For she, she saith in her heart, I said a queen, and I'm no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall a plague come in one day, death, mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Now, you may be saying, oh, no, that's terrible. That's terrible. Wait a minute. <clears throat> I'll tell you why it's not terrible. If Jesus were to return right now, and if he were to hit that stopwatch, boom, right now, and everybody that's ready to go to heaven right now goes, those that are not, <laughs> go the other way. <laughs> we're putting it kindly. How many people more would be tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone? Mm -hmm. So Jesus has to give them a chance. 
And unfortunately, most people find Jesus in a time of particular difficulty in their life, either mentally, financially, emotionally, or something like that. So not to worry. Jesus is about to send roughly six and a half hours or six and a half years of, of difficulty called the tribulation to the world, but America especially, so that, that they can learn to turn to him. I know this past Sunday we were, ta- we were having a meal at our, our church after church, a fellowship meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, two or three of the guys sat in front of me and we were talking. I said, you know, I can remember the time when I said, Lord, I cannot believe that you hit me so hard over that. And several of them looked at me like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But then other ones were just glazed over. They didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, well, I feel sorry for you because that means you haven't learned that Jesus will correct. He does. He does correct. Well, there's a big correction coming to the world in general, but America in specific, because our nation that was once a Christian nation has walked away from Jesus. He loves us, so he's going to slap us in a different way than Chris uh, Rock got slapped, but he's about to slap us so that we can learn not to sin. I remember in about 1997, we had a meeting in Omaha, about 450 people there. We had uh, uh, Pastor Dan Bowler speaking. He said, how many of you found Jesus? Can you see your hand? Of course, everybody raised their hand. He said, no, you didn't. He said, he tackled you. He hogged you, and he drug you into the kingdom. He Mm -hmm. said, since you've had a second to think about it, that's exactly right, isn't Mm -hmm. it? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So we, in a lot of ways, we don't choose Jesus. I mean, the ones that choose Jesus Mm -hmm. are people at a very, very young age. Like my daughter says, I've never not known Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, there's very few people that can say that. So the trouble has to come so that people will begin to look for Jesus. It has to be a correction. Those people, the angel came to Dimitri, and he said, and I haven't even talked about Dimitri much. I probably need to take a second to talk about that. But the angel came to him and said, only those people whose names are written in the book of life will listen and repent. Now, let me tell you about Dimitri. I've only got a couple of minutes left. So this was the guy that I met that uh, was, was... probably the greatest prophet to ever walk on, on, on American soil. And most people who heard his testimony agree with that. So anyway, I met Dimitri. He was a guy that had smuggled Bibles into Romania and Russia for some uh, 30 years, <clears throat> was arrested. They put him through five months of torture, trying to get him to tell how he smuggled the Bibles. He wouldn't tell them. So finally, they, they, uh, put him, they brought him into a room. They said, Dimitri, you see this chair? He said, we brought this all the way from Germany just for you. You're going to tell us how you get the Bible through, or you're going to die on that chair. He said, even mm-hmm. if I have nothing to tell you. He said, they put me on the chair. They strapped me down, put thing on my head, thing on my arms, thing. And he said, they turned the electricity on. He said, I felt a powerful shock going all through my body. I'm shaking all over. He said, I thought I was going to die. He said, about that room, time, the whole room lit up with white light. And out of the white light, the angel spoke to him. He said, Dimitri. He said, look at me. He said, the angel's so bright, it's hard to look. He said, Dimitri. I said, look at me. He said, he looked up at him. <clears throat> he said, I'm the angel Gabriel. He said, you're not going to die. You're going to America to give them a warning from God. Plead the blood of Jesus. He so said, I started saying, send you a little Jesus. Send you a little Jesus, which is remaining for the blood of Jesus. 
He's going to walk up on the ground, they're pouring water on me, slapping me around, put me back on the electric chair the next day. Same thing. Couldn't kill him. Okay, I think if a guy cannot be killed being put on the electric chair twice and he says God did it, I think that that's probably someone we should listen to. Mm-hmm. So the angel came to him again, healed him all up, long story short, told him the year, month, day, and hour he'd be exiled to America. He said, you're going to America to give them a warning from God. So July 22nd, 1984, 10 o'clock, they watched for that time. That morning, giving all of their possessions away, sitting in the front living room, here comes the knock on the door. Dimitri, you have to follow us. Well, where are you going? What are you doing with a suitcase? Well, we knew you were coming. So they took him to the airport exactly as the angel said, July 22nd, 1984, 10 o'clock in the morning. When he got to America, long story short, the angel came to him again. He said, get beside me. He said, I have something to show you. So he showed him California, Las Vegas, New York, and Florida. He said, do you see what I've shown you? He says, this is Sodom and Gomorrah. And one day it will burn. He said, how? America is so powerful. He said, the fall of America will, now listen, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America. Started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government would be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day, in one hour, so great riches will come to naught. Well, this is John Smith with Kingdom Real, and thank you so much, Stan, for sharing uh, your story and how Prophecy Club started, and we can hardly wait for part two. God bless. Now, I need to tell you about an upcoming meeting that Leslie and I have been invited to, and I want to invite you to come to it, too. So this lady out of Columbia... Missouri has contacted us and asked Leslie and I to come and speak at a GLOW. Now, many of you know that it was once called Women's GLOW, but this is both men and women speak. Don't get concerned about the name there. It's going to be us speaking at the meeting. Now, who's Leslie? Well, Leslie is my wife. She's a prophet, and she's a real prophet. She's not a blessed prophet. She is a prophet like under the Old Testament prophets. She's going to be talking on finding the courage to lead as a warrior and a second talk stuck in a rut hut. Now, the first one is kind of giving us courage to fortify our heart for the difficult times coming. The second one is how to not get down and depressed in the trouble that's coming. And she's also got a meeting coming up, Train the Prophets, while it's not all just for prophets, it's for anyone that wants to be trained as a minister, and it's coming up April 21 to April 24. You go to traintheprophets.com, find out all about it. Then, I'm going to be talking on two topics later on that afternoon. Noah's Ark confirms the Bible. We've talked about that, so I'll move on. I talked about it briefly. I'm going to be showing you pictures and everything. Also, I'm going to be talking about my new book, Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast, show you what the Mark of the Beast looks like, the number of his name, and all of that. Now, if you want to go, it's April 2nd, 2022. Doors open at 9. I'll speak. Actually, Les talks from about 10 to about noon, and I take from about 1 to 5 in there. Registration is $25. That includes lunch. It's at the Drury Plaza Hotel Columbia East. You do have to call and make reservations. So to do that, go to prophecyclub.com. 
Terry Saka is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com I encourage you to sign up for Train the Prophets training class that will be April the 21st to April the 24th, 2022. It's not just for prophets, nor is it just for apostles. It's for all those that are called to be in ministry. So that's April the 21st to April the 24th, 2022. Go to traintheprophets.com. Sign up quickly because there is a limited seating. So what we're asking you to do today is to get this book in DVD. Now, hang on, hang on. I'm going to put a challenge out there. I've had several emails come to me lately, and people will be repenting. I've been watching you for for years, and I never sent a donation until right now, and oh, I'm really sorry. I know I should have a long time ago. But anyway, here's my donation. So let me first speak to all of the people that have never supported this ministry. I'm going to ask you this time to consider supporting it. And it's not about money. I want to get you excited about proving that the Bible is true. I think you will be so amazed by this book. It's it's book and DVD. This book is just high. Well, here's the picture of what we were just talking about. High quality, full color photographs, eight and a half by 11, big, I mean, really nice stuff. And when I saw this book, I said, oh, I got to have it. <laughs> I got to have it because I've been there. I mean, less when I've been there, we, we know this stuff's true. We've been there. You know, we got our own photographs, a lot of this stuff. This, if we really are in the last days, and I think we both believe we are, then, see, God has put archaeological evidence into the earth to convince those people that will be convinced. Some people you never convince. And what this book and DVD are is some is 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 giving you the ability to put in your hands the ability to explain the validity and the truth of the Bible. Now, here's what we're asking, okay? So the book is $75, but you can buy your $3,000 airline ticket. You can go to Turkey. You can go to Israel. You can spend four or $5,000 looking for this stuff. You won't find it. You will not find them. I'll tell you right now. You will not find the things that are in this book because you won't have God guiding you and directing you. Some places you can't even get into today. So for $75 for that book, bargain bargain. It's about winning souls. Now, this is a three and a half hour double DVD. That's only one disc. It's not two discs. It's one disc, but it's a, a double layer. It's three and a half hours. And this explains the things that are in the book. So you need both. Don't think about getting one or the other. Get both. So we're doing this. The DVD is 50. The book is 75, but you can get both of them for a hundred dollar donation at prophecyclub.com. Now, I got the, the box behind me to show you. We just got them in. We just got them in at the, at, the, at the warehouse, and we are all ready to ship book and DVD. All you got to do is go to prophecyclub.com and place your order, and if you want to, you can even have them overnighted to you. 
The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card and it helps your property. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.